welcome back. This is episode two of The Inner Grove. We're here with Sandwich Punch, Baby Punch, and me. I'm Bloater Punch. So welcome, welcome. We're going to start with a quick, quick introduction. So Baby Punch, why don't you go first? And then Sandwich Punch, just take 30 seconds. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Share some personal information that won't be used in identity theft. Yeah, so we gave kind of a brief introduction the last episode, but just a little bit more on me. Um, I've been in the real estate game as a profession for most of my uh, career and been into crypto earlier this year is when we dove into, really dove into crypto. And as far as what I personally like to do, I love boating in the summer. Um, I'm kind of a a sports guy lately we've been playing a lot of spike ball it's it's kind of our go-to jam right now so but overall i'm loving crypto right now it's kind of what i live and breathe especially just DeFi kingdoms has got me so jazzed i can't hardly even focus on anything else amen brother sandwich hey yeah so um on top of just like being super interested in crypto which I got into back in 2017, <clears throat> like uh, Baby Punch. I'm really, I like a lot of sports. So Baby Punch and I actually play spike ball together. I'm obviously the better player. Um, you wish, bro. <laughs> uh, you know, like ultimate frisbee, uh, soccer, volleyball. I, I mean, most sports, I'm I'm down to play. <clears throat> I also like to do a lot of stuff outdoors. Um, just. I love to go see like national parks, planting just, flowers. Yeah. Planting flowers. Yeah. I, I do actually like, um, I'm growing a raspberry garden. So just stuff like that. And then, uh, yeah, in terms of like crypto, I, and, and play to earn gaming. I've, I've been way into games since, you know, watching my older brothers play final fantasy four, uh, on super Nintendo. So, that ages me a little bit and yeah i you know love gaming love theory crafting and it's all kind of coming together with crypto and gaming in this game so it's been a lot of fun awesome i interject real quick i feel like we need to address the gaming we have been in the moba game genre <laughs> for a long time a lot Fun. of friendships lost and gained a lot of dota one <laughs> a lot dota of damage two, heroes of new earth like those just <laughs> hit home for us yep yep, yep. they do uh, on top of that there's a lot of arpgs diablo 2 diablo 2 i know bloater and i played a lot of the elder scrolls and mm. yeah diablo 2 when i think when it comes to like theory crafting min maxing your character i i don't think that there's a game that like rises above diablo 2 in like my history like you know it's like you have to be so perfect. It's like you put five points of extra strength into your sorceress. It's like, oh, I got to rewipe this hero. Like I, I needed those points in energy. So yeah. um, that like min-max concept is like starting to come out to play in this game. And that's been a lot of fun to see. Absolutely. Yeah. So real quick on me, um, my background's in corporate finance. Uh, and more recently, I've been working in analytics. Um, I work for Dell Technologies. And then uh, free time, like they said, I'm also a big uh, avid gamer, a lot on the MOBA, a lot on Morrowind and Skyrim and those types of games. So yeah, excited as well. I'm just going to dive right in here. So if we're looking at my screen here, 
And if we go jewel price 1036, so we just saw the tweet from DFK that 500 million TABL. Um, what do we think about that? Thoughts and feelings? Obviously, there's a lot of excitement in the community, but I don't want to ignore the fact that if you're outside looking in right now, I'm, I'm skeptical that there is a feasible path into the game. And what I mean by that is if you're a college student living on top ramen with 350 bucks in your checking account, and if we go to the tavern and we look at the bottom of the bottom, the least desirables, we're looking at 39 joule. And according to my maths at 1036 or five, that's more than in that is in that guy's checking account. So a lot of excitement, um, some reservation, especially for players interested. Uh, let's get thoughts, feelings. How are we feeling about the 10 jewel? Obviously, if you're whale, you're super stoked, but how are we feeling overall? Um, all right, I want to address something real quick. So you mentioned the college students having little money to come in. I heard on the radio today that one of the uh, casters mentioned um, that most millennials and Gen Zeros have millionaires. Most millennial and Gen Zero millionaires have 50 to 75% of their net worth in cryptocurrency right now. Boom. It's well, hold on, crazy. I gotta, say, I gotta stop you. Or do you mean Gen Zeros or Gen X? <laughs> <laughs> this is what I'm talking about. My life has been in DeFi kingdoms right now. And it's, <laughs> yes, Gen X, not Gen Zeros. Um, so on that note, like people are making a crap ton of money in crypto right now. And if you don't have money, you just scrounge up whatever you can and you get it into the game. It doesn't matter. You're not late. This game is so, so early. You will miss a huge opportunity if you sit on the sidelines and think that you're late to the party because you're so wait, absolutely let me, not. So then let me clarify what you're saying. You're saying if you have 400 bucks right now, like let's say mm -hmm. you scrounge it up, you're saying Jewel at 1036 or whatever it's at right now, Get in, get in. Water's warm. Don't be scared. Shouldn't be queasy or bearish about a correction. You're saying still a really, really good time at 500 mil TVO. TVO, yeah. excuse me. So the whole concept of time in the market is more valuable than timing the market. It doesn't matter. Yeah, you could wait for a little bit of a dip, but what if that dip doesn't come? Just be in the market, be in the game. And overall, even if you buy in and it drops a little bit, it's going to go up. Like the outlook on this game is so high that honestly, sell the couches, sell <laughs> whatever you got in the garage. If you don't have enough to get a hero, I would recommend throw it into the gardens, earn as much as you can and kind of see how gardening pans out. I know we just got a delay on that quest. I'm sure we'll talk about that later, but start earning some money in the gardens and get into the game. It's not too late, not even by a long shot. So if you don't have enough money, I think baby punch was implying he would buy you your first hero. Very generous from baby punch. Thank you. Samich, your thoughts on the uh, 500 million TVL. Yeah. First thought uh, that sounded like a whole lot of financial advice. So I hope Gary Gensler <laughs> isn't listening to this. Um, just kidding. Nothing in this in this is financial advice. But yeah, thoughts on the ten dollars. And I think we're at five hundred and fifteen million TVL as of this moment. So yeah, hundred 
you got a hundred bucks college student or not, whatever your path of life is, hundred bucks, should I get in? Obviously you can't come in and buy a hero. That is a, that is a big barrier, <clears throat> but I would echo what, uh, uh, baby said baby punch and that's that there's more than just playing you know having a hero and sending him on foraging and fishing quests right now obviously a whole lot of quests are going to open up later but in the meantime i'm you know why don't you head over to the gardens real fast click on the seed box so i mean you throw this into one super bid obviously these are um if, if you, let's just scroll down to like one of the lower aprs like Jewel, oh, go back up. Jewel USDC, um, five hundred and ninety percent. I mean, you put a hundred bucks in, th you know, theoretically, and, and the APRs will go down slowly as each epoch goes on. But I mean, let's just assume you get a, an effective APR of three hundred percent over the course of the year, uh, which I could definitely see happening because the, the emissions don't go that, down that much per block. I mean, you're you've tripled your money. That's accounting for no increase in the price of Jewel from where it is right now. So I think there's a lot of things you can do in the meantime. Stake it in the bank, put it in the gardens, at least start earning some money right now because you know people see these APRs initially and I, th I think that they thought this is a rug pull, that type of APR just isn't real. But I think this, this dev team has shown that that's definitely not the case. Absolutely. And I guess one last thing, sorry, is yeah, the, the barrier is high, but the team has said they're they're not focused at this moment on the uh, initial like barrier to entry. They're they're focused on making sure that the ROI is right, so that once you do get your hands on a hero, will it pay itself off? And that's what they're you know working. They're getting the quests out. They're working on the economy. Once that's there, they've said they're in the process of like working on scholarship systems, and that's those things once they come into play will help reduce that barrier to entry which will then, you know, kind of bootstrap adoption even more. But in the meantime, they first have to get the economics right, get the ROI right. And a lot of that's going to come into play with gardening and mining, I think. So awesome. Yeah, a lot to be seen with these new quests, which is a nice segue. So uh, recently, obviously, we all know there's been a delay on gardening. We were expecting it maybe a couple of days ago. We were following Frisky Fox's messages as he updated us. The devs doing a great job on doing their best during a busy holiday season, but the reality is gardening still yet to rear its head. And then the most recent message from the team is that we will see gardening on Wednesday and I believe mining the following Wednesday. So the question is, um, why don't we break it down? Sandwich, could you lead us out? What do we know about gardening right now? And uh, what do you think, and maybe combined with that, what does the delay mean? Do you feel good about the delay? Do you feel bad? Where's What's your headspace on that? Yeah, so I guess if we take like a really high level approach on like what do we know about guarding, I, I would first invite everyone to go read the docs. They have recently updated the docs. That's the docs holy that, writ. Yeah, check out the Lost Annals of Gaia that I've written. Uh, most of that, even the old information that Hubert first gave about gardens is still applicable. Really, the only new information that's come out in the last you know six weeks or so has been how stamina works. But essentially, the way it works, you send a hero to a garden. There's currently, I mean, I think there's 14 gardens there, Eric, or, yes. or bloater. Yeah, let me <laughs> strike that from the record. Okay, right, sorry, we'll keep don't... talking. I'm going to count while you're talking. All right, so I think we've got 14 gardens, and you can send one hero to each garden. If you have liquidity staked That's in 19 a garden, gardens. 19? Yikes. 
Okay, so I mean, these gardens right here, you'll be able to send a hero to each of them. And if you have liquidity staked in that garden, you will be able to earn jewel. If you do not have liquidity staked in the garden, you can still send a hero to that garden. And what you'll get is item rewards, just kind of like you're getting from foraging and fishing. So will so let's say I have $100 in this one Ethereum pool. What affects the jewel rewards coming back from the garden? Does it matter how big of a stake I have? And can you walk us through maybe a high level summary? I mean, we don't have to get into the really meta math behind it, but what kind of rewards can we expect? Or do we even know? I don't think we know. I don't think that's really been disclosed. Um, there were some like initial numbers thrown out around mining, but I think that that's been completely reworked with how profession genes have been changed. So I, I can't give any details on numbers I don't, and I don't think that's out there. But what we do know is that if you have more liquidity staked in a particular pool, you will be able to earn more jewel. Hmm. So again, more money in the pool means obviously it's going to scale with your rewards in some way, right? That's what you're saying? Yes. Okay. So do we have, here's another interesting- uh, Hold on. I want to- Oh yeah, yeah go for it. Question, because I know this will come up with other people. Would it be better to have all your money in one pool or spread out across other pools? And I don't really know the answer to that, but maybe you've got some insight, Samich. Well, and again, along that line, what if you have nine gardeners? You know, if you can max, I think what you said, Samich, is you can max efficiency at three gardeners per pool, correct? Yeah. Uh, and one really quick item on that. The docs currently say that you essentially, like, it'll be like one quest per 10 stamina and that the rate will be even less if you have the profession gene, but it doesn't say what. So let's just, mm. let's just go with like the 10 stamina. So that'd be like, you could send a hero gardening for 250 minutes. <clears throat> Essentially, if you had three heroes and with the way that they regenerate stamina and the rate at which they regenerate stamina, you could have a, a full uptime, somebody gardening every single minute of the day with three gardeners. So if you had nine capable gardeners, uh, setting aside the benefit of mitigating your risk by spreading your risk across multiple pools, you also have the benefit of leveraging their gardening skills as opposed to to baby punch's point, if you had it in one garden, sure, you could leverage some three of your gardeners on that pool, but your other six would not be able to um, hit jewel rewards. And again, but I don't know, maybe your three gardeners would just return more jewel and that will offset the lost jewel from spreading it to three pools. I don't know. Do we have any direction on that? Yeah, I don't think we do. So that's what I think everyone's going to have to start testing once this comes out is you know, what is the benefit, like how much more jewel do you get, like by hitting, uh, you know, the next break point for having certain amounts of, of liquidity in that pool versus being able to use other gardeners with the garden profession gene on pools with uh, even just a little bit of liquidity staked. I suspect, I'm totally guessing here, but that there will be at least a minimum amount of, of unlocked jewel that you could farm. And so to the extent you have an army of gardeners, it might make sense to just throw some, you know, small amount into some of these gardens. And, but maybe it's not like in, in break points. Maybe it's like an exact dollar for dollar, you know, scaling ratio, in which case it may, it may not matter. So here's another question is, we know from your docs, you've written sandwich, as well as from experimenting that currently the breakdown is two thirds benefit in forging and fishing. There's two thirds benefit in profession your skill, 
So this number right here would dictate two thirds or in gardening, two thirds of this and a third in stats. And so I guess the other question is, does it matter if you've got really good heroes gardening? Does it matter if you have a profession, you know, high skill gardeners like the most desirable ones being summoners and sages and wizards and priests? Do we care? Um, how much of a material difference will that make? Or will it be like fishing and foraging where at level one, it's really not that big of a deal. It's going to be minimal, if not uh, impactful at all. Do we? Because I'm looking at this price. So you could buy a gardener for 40 jewel, or you could buy a, if we come here and we grab a wizard or a priest and we, we, we come to the legendary. So instead of 40 jewel, you can get one, you know, with summons for 350 jewel, significant difference there you know, how would you approach this with, with someone who might be looking to really become efficient, especially over time? Do we care about pirate gardeners? Do we care about wizard gardeners who are legendary? How would you approach this? Um, I'll quickly chime in. Yes, here. please. So I don't, um, I think you're going to have heroes that are really just going to be shackled to the gardens, to the mines, to the forging and to the pond. Like, I think they're just, that's what they're going to do. They're going to be questing heroes. And so I don't necessarily think the class is going to matter not near as much as the profession gene. So, and let the class really only comes into play if you're leveling the hero up and you're investing your runes into it. And I don't think you're going to be leveling up a majority of your questing farming heroes. I think the heroes you're going to be leveling up are those that are rare, are going to scale with the additional stat bonuses, and those that are good at PvP. So you're saying something that's really interesting, and the market disagrees with you. And by the way, I completely agree with you. I want to show you something. So here, the cheapest gardener on the market right now or excuse me, let's just reset this. If we go to gardening right here and we apply to your point, you can get a gardener with a gardener uh, profession for 40. But if we change this to, if we're looking at, hey, how can I get the cheapest wizard or priest, even common, so we're not going to legendary anymore, the difference in jewel price is 34 jewel. So yeah. we're saying the market thinks, hey, class is super important. I and I agree. I think that's wrong. Sandwich, agree or disagree? I agree with that for, for the most part. <clears throat> the one thing I will say is that if you were to have a profession where it matters that you have, you know, you're really going to want some guy that's just like yoked, right? <laughs> he's got the profession gene and he's got the stats. It's going to be in the garden that you have the most liquidity staked and in your lock jewel mine that that makes sense probably to have a you know a really min max guy but again I, I but i will go back to what you guys are saying that's not going to make a difference until you you're hitting like 20 30 levels like i mean the level the like let's look at this priest flip the card real quick wisdom and vitality combined 19 go back to uh, a pirate I mean, 19, 19 is a decent. I think priests are the, some of the better for it. This is a bad example. Uh, whiz, what is it? Wisdom and what? Vitality? Wisdom and vitality. Uh, so this guy's got 15. 
Okay, so you're paying 340 Joule right now for, you know, an incremental four extra for the, you know, 19 versus 15. And yeah, over time, that priest is theoretically going to have more wisdom, vitality, maybe not. I, I'd have to check a look, take a look at the growth stats again. But yeah, like, it's not until you hit these way higher levels that you're going to start to see that stat difference. So for someone who's just looking, like, I feel like that's a luxury of the rich, and the whales and that you can have a very profitable profession quester by focusing on the profession genes okay have either of you given thought to okay i have a thousand bucks do i buy three heroes do i buy two heroes or do i throw it in the gardens how do i approach that my perspective is throw it in the gardens until we can see what the garden quests are going to provide and the mining quests so if they're really lucrative because right now um, fishing and forging, they're not super lucrative unless you're landing a, a ton of runes. So I would say throw it in the gardens, see how gardening and mining quests, what the ROI is going to be. And if there's a good path to a significant ROI, invest into a hero. And I would recommend buy the cheapest hero with the profession, with the aligned profession that you want. Don't prioritize class, obviously. If you can get a priest or a wizard gardener, do it. But I wouldn't spend more than just a very, very few jewel to hit that. Because, again, that is only going to come into play if you plan on leveling up that hero. Aside from just its initial base stats like we just addressed, it's not going to provide you any additional benefit unless you're going to level that hero up. And I feel like you're only going to level up your strongest units. So if you have one or two heroes at all, like maybe you are planning on leveling those up and that's where you say, okay, I'm going to spend a little extra. I'm going to buy good heroes, aligned class, aligned profession, and we're going to level these up. Awesome. We're almost out of time. I want to get one more question. Regardless of how many heroes you have, I've heard some whisperings that it might be wise to level everyone to at least two or three. Thoughts on your approach on that, both of you? Yeah, and we talked about this a little bit in the last episode. I mean, yeah, if I've got the runes, uh, I'm, I'm leveling everybody. The, you know, the thing that you have to start planning for is like, well, I've got a, several level twos that are close to level three. And as soon as they hit the 3000 experience, I want to have the, I want to use those two runes to level them up to level three, like ASAP. But my so beef with this, my beef with this approach is, do we know what the ROI on the incremental level is? And if we, if that's not really well established, and if a Shfoss runes goes for right now, 40 bucks, we'll say, you know, what's the ROI? What's the return? And we all know that's not sustainable. We know we're not going to be leveling all of our heroes. That doesn't seem sustainable now. So is there a reason to be like, what does level two give us that we can't get at level one? As you guys have just said multiple times, the real men maxing happens as you go 10 or 20 or 30 levels. So I'm part of me is like very hesitant to waste any levels on heroes that I'm not going to be really focused on leveling uh, and ignoring to baby punches point. Hey, I've got these dedicated quests. Uh, for uh, profession questers. They're going to be on the forging. They're going to be on the fishing. That's what they're going to do. They're going to live their lives. They're going to be great. They're going to have children. Everyone's going to be forging and fishing and they're not going to be leveled. So again, is there an argument to be made that we should at least be getting to level two before we focus or am I, you know, thoughts? 
so there, I, there, one of the reasons I'm super hyped on leveling up is because, and I'm trying to find the text here, that one, you know, Frisky has, it, he's hinted towards needing leveled heroes for a couple things. One, land coming up. He, he's mentioned that he doesn't want whales that have no stake in playing the game to just come and gobble up land and turn around and flip it. You're going to have to have leveled up heroes. Um, <clears throat> another thing is that in connection with the launch to Avalanche, and I, I want to quote this right, so just maybe... So you're saying me... there could be a level gate to even get in, potentially? To land, to land, yeah. Yeah, I think so. Um, but Frisky mentioned that in connection with airdrops for Crystal... Uh, I've got it right here. Because, yeah, you're right. Frisky did also mention there could be airdrops for people leveling. So there's one small incentive to continue leveling your heroes, to your point. But I yeah. think you're trying to make a bigger point about uh, bridging. Well, yeah. So here, somebody said, you know, will active players have a lot of heroes and have summoned a lot also be rewarded? And they were, this was in the context of the Crystal Veil expansion. He said, good question. We've got a few different airdrop formats coming up that we haven't seen before. And one of them involves heroes in a big way. So... Um, does that mean leveled up heroes? No, I don't, not necessarily, but it might be hero count. It might be leveling, leveling up heroes. And Frisky and just separately in Discord also mentioned that he has planned airdrops for people who are leveling up their heroes. What that is going to be, I don't know, but got it. I, uh, the, but one thing I will say about this whole like thought of like, is it worth it? You know, a lot of people listening to this and just a lot of people in the game, frankly, might not even have to like, address that decision you know maybe they've got Fair. two two heroes so i think the framework is still valuable if in your example let's say you have two heroes well if you're only really focused on one if you have let's say a more a rare and a and a common uh, this conversation might influence even them to say okay i'm not going to level the common because i know i'm not going to take it all the way i'm really going to focus on the rare and had you said something like yeah level two makes a ton of sense they might have invested that, that additional schwasserin so i think the framework still applies you're right it's not as valuable to someone with less heroes but there is still something in that that i think is valuable to probably most not all to your point but most players i agree with you i agree with that maybe like, punch thinking about, oh, sorry thinking to thinking on that same example if i only had the two heroes i'd definitely be and you're probably not pulling very many runes with two heroes. So, you know, saying, yeah, I want to level up every hero is probably just, it's a luxury that many might not have. So I 100% agree with you, but let's hear what uh, Baby yeah. Punch has to say. Um, I'm in the same same uh, perspective of not, not having to level up every hero. I think one concept that might change that down the road is it doesn't even matter if you have one or two heroes and if you're questing a lot, you're going to start leveling up your profession level. And as you level up your profession level, your rewards are going to increase. So you're mm -hmm. going to start seeing, hopefully we're all going to start seeing more runes more often. Even if you just have one or two heroes, you're going to start getting them down the road a lot more often and now that we've got gardening and mining coming and if you have heroes that are questing in forging and fishing right now they're going to start questing in their appropriate profession and as we build up that profession level that skill level hopefully runes will start dropping even more 
So right. we, that we might have more opportunity to level even our farming heroes down the road. I think right now you definitely prioritize, make sure you have enough to level up your strongest units, but down the road, we might be able to level up the farming pool heroes to ideally level five. I mean, commons aren't really going to get much of an advantage except for, you know, an extra questing attempt and a few more extra uh, stats. But if you have any that are uncommon or even rare in that farming profession pool of yours, then they'll really start to benefit from a few extra levels. Awesome. Okay. Well, we're going to end as we did last episode. And I think I know the answer to this. So spoiler alert, but let's just hear, uh, starting with baby punch, then we'll go sandwich punch scale of one to 10 hype meter with jewel hitting 10, uh, over 10 now hype meter scale of one to 10. Let's just say this. I mortgaged my home. <laughs> I'm all in on DeFi wow. kingdoms. Wow. That's exciting. not financial advice, but Hashtag Honestly, financial advice at Gary Gensler. <laughs> Super bullish. Like this project is so awesome. A little bit of a letdown in the in the garden questing, but honestly, I see where they're coming from. The fact that they're not just going to roll out a half quest that has got a bunch of bugs and issues. I mean, people are dealing with a lot of money here, so it's best to just have it done right. I was super hyped on it, ready to roll, but you know, I'll wait a couple more days. I would rather that than have this project be known for a buggy game and botched rollouts, you know, take the time, roll it out. Right. I actually want to go next. Cause I want Sam to have the last word here. Um, I'm obviously very bullish as well. I'll go with eight or nine. Very exciting. As you can see from my lock balance, I'm a whale. You know, 1,500 Joule means I got in like three weeks Let's ago. Let's go. Let's go, baby. <laughs> so um, I can't say my opinion carries a lot of weight by my Joule balance. But um, again, it's super exciting to see uh, the growth there. And uh, I'm stoked. So Samich, you want to send us out here with your score? Yeah. Uh, same, same response as last time. Uh, I'm like a nine on the bullish meter with the only real you know, bearish indicator just being that I don't know what crypto markets are going to do in general. That being said, crypto markets have been pretty rough for a lot of large cap coins. And I get DeFi Kingdoms is not a large cap coin, but it almost feels like a stable coin in my portfolio. It's done so well. It, yeah, it's awesome. I posted an article on my medium about the expansion to Avalanche and why I think it's such a great it's going to be so great for jewel holders and even people who aren't holding jewel yet. Like if you're getting in before the expansion, uh, I think there's a lot of opportunity there. Hmm. Jewel uh, with gardening and mining right around the corner, you know, those are so, so bullish. And I think it's gonna, that's where we're really going to start to see, be able to start to calculate what's the ROI on these guys. And and it's going to really start to come together. Absolutely. I will say I am super disappointed they didn't have gardening because what I hoped they released was a half-baked pr- product. Then I could have gone in the gardens, accidentally gotten someone else's jewel, millionaire, bloater punch has left the chat, <laughs> but that didn't happen. So. Yeah, no, I, it is it is disappointing, but honestly, I, the fact that they're not willing to, to push, because you will see tons of projects that will push 100%. Like, at, yeah. with, like 
the timing is the only thing that matters to them. And then, you know, people are losing funds. You're spending five days, you know, Myr exchange shuts down for four days because they weren't ready for their launch. And it's just stuff like that. The fact that they're, you know, premeditating about it and like not going to make that mistake. They're measuring yep. five times before cutting. It's awesome. All right. Thanks for uh, chiming in baby punch and sandwich punch. We will see you next time. And, uh, Thanks for tuning in. Thanks, guys. Thanks. See you guys.